Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 473, recorded from the Defont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, and sunny Southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? Oh, great. You sound very enthused to be here, Parts. Nope, I got I got what I want on TV. I'm all Yeah, you're the now. most miserable person. Who is? You. Why do you say that? Because you give me a hard time about this podcast every week, say I'm not prepared, I don't care about it, and then you right. come on and you watch YouTube, you're 25 minutes late when we have guests on. I'm, but I'm the talent. I'm like Mike Francesa. He would always you come aren't the talent. You don't even soda. talk. The last two shows, you wouldn't even like look at me or talk. I had to do the whole thing and like. No, I'm the talent. I'm the talent. I just. If you're the talent, then I'll I just show up late, a, take a hike. I don't contribute. <laughs> that that's the antithesis of talent. And you can go ask your wife what that word means if you need to figure it out. Oh, oh, <laughs> we're getting personal now. We're two minutes into this and we're already getting personal. I'm fired up. It's nine eleven on a Sunday night. I got to be up in like six and a half hours for work. And you just you stroll in whenever you damn well please. You get up at three now? Yeah, something like that. I get up at four thirty. Okay. To get the girls ready. Okay. How you doing, Pards? I'm doing great. Great. We have guests on this week. They must love this. I know Phil loves it. New <laughs> angry new Phil Jr. is just loving it. I'm just enjoying this discomfort. And we have Joe Quat also joining us. What's going on, Joe? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> happy that you didn't you didn't catch the shrapnel. I have to take it out on Mike because otherwise, uh, well, he's the only one that gets me gets me riled up. But that's okay. It's I didn't even good. do anything today. I'm putting the Celt the end of the Celtics game on, and you're just lighting into me. Exactly, it's you know, a beautiful thing, like isn't it? The grammar of like a two year old. I mean, and your math wasn't all that great. Like two minutes after you roasted me, that you know, was the hyperbole. difference between six and seven and a half hours. I, I was being hyperbolic. Oh, okay. Yes. And if I don't know that word, should I ask Susie too? <laughs> you could. It doesn't hurt you. I'll start writing them down. <laughs> guys, what's new? Phil, Joe, how are you guys doing this evening? Thanks for joining us, by the way. Uh, thank you. Yeah, man, I'm good. It's uh, Sunday night. We're in the middle of, uh, you said, you know, NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs. So it's a great time to be a sports fan. I know Mike's been enjoying live golf. Yep, that's, that's fantastic. I watched it the other day, Saturday. You did bring it up unprompted to me about it. I didn't even know what was going on. And you're like, you've been watching this live thing? I said, no, I have no idea. What's yeah, going when on. they, who, who, who won it? Who won this know. weekend? <laughs> See, nobody even knows. No. I think Taylor Gooch was way ahead, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, remember I told you they announced his name and then they're playing Say My Name, Say My Name. I got yeah. real angry. 
I got like you did at the beginning of the show. Yeah, see, it just transfers to me. And then they're doing like the college kickoffs, oh, like in their back swings. It's such a bad product. That's bad. Isn't that stupid? Yeah, that's they kind can't. of bad. Look, I- I'm going to brag as somebody who gets to go to the Masters. That is absolutely the most pure golf experience one can have. That other stuff where you're yelling in the, your backswing or yelling like mashed potatoes and all that crap. It's just that's not that's not golf. It's not good. So I'm not down for that. This is pretty dumb, though, isn't it? <laughs> they encourage it. Abba booey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the living car. Abba the booey. That was that was uh, he, he Howard was, Stern. Uh, Howard Stern's sidekick. It was producer Gary Delabonte. So, do you go to all seven days? What's this Masters thing? What is it? It's a golf tournament in April. They've been having it <laughs> since like the fifties, I think. Fifties, <laughs> longer than that, my friend. <laughs> I, do you I, go like, to all the days? No, I go. Um, so my in-laws have had badges since 1963. Um, they're like on this legacy list. And so they have four badges. So they're good for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it kind of gets divided up between myself, my wife, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, who she's the keeper of them. I always got to play nice with her to make sure I don't get to go every year. But uh, so I usually this year, when I usually go Saturday and Sunday. Um, so and then she'll go. Thursday. She goes all four days, but they kind of split it up in between. So it's a big deal. Guys who seal clap because they go on a Tuesday practice round because they won the lottery every thirty years, and you're going to the fun. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm you're going of... to moving day, and then oh my goodness gracious! I'll take orders next year for merch. By the way, if you, <laughs> I can't afford that. You know, you guys would love. Can I give time for a quick merch story, real quick? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Real quick. So you know the um, obviously the Masters, right? It's a really cheap food, cheap beer, egg salad sandwiches, pimento cheese, like all that famous stuff. Right? You could eat and drink all day for like twenty bucks, right? It's great. But where they make their money is um, the merchandise. I guess they, somebody said they make like seventy million dollars during the week in merch. So they have like, these really nice like gift shops, and like they're not tents, they're like physical buildings. And you go in there. So I went in there, and I hadn't bought things in a couple of years. I'm like, well. I'll see if there's something new. I like it. So I got a couple of new golf shirts, dropped some old ones. I wanted to get a new belt. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a new master's belt. I can, I'll, you know, be like part of my golf ensemble. To make a long story short, I get, to, I get to the, uh, the checkout. And there's like 30 people behind me. I don't even know if I want to tell you guys what I spent. Actually, maybe I will, but I bought for other people. Right. So I did. Yeah. Get, but the total was like seven eighty something or other. It was almost like $800. Right. In merch. And I bought a whole bunch of crap. I bought like, Bunch of shirts over right. I grabbed the wrong belt. I grabbed the hundred and eighty-five dollar belt. There's a hundred eighty-five dollar belt that exists. Now what is an it, one hundred eighty-five? Does it come with belt? a full outfit? It's a, it, it, it doesn't it, make you look skinny. Like what's it? No, do? dude. It's a, it's a hand stitched belt that I grabbed. The, so they had the hundred eighty-five dollar belt, and then next to it they had the fifty-five dollar belt. I grabbed the wrong one, so I panicked. And I was like, and they're like, oh, you can't. There's no returns. You could just get credit for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to because I'm not getting back in this line. And I was like, you know what? I've got the hundred eighty-five dollar belt. So yeah, I'm stuck with that now. That that happened. That was it was brutal. I, you I better not lose or gain any weight for the no, rest I know, of your right? life. But it was. Um, I mean, I spent a lot of money, but I did get a lot of it back from people, which I did a lot of shopping. But um, yeah, it was not a good thing, and I was nobody's more shocked than myself. So note as far to as self, did you want to tell them how much Alex Detweiler spent at the Masters? So so my golfing buddy, he went um, he went on Tuesday. Okay. And he said that he was, a, we were texting. And he said that he's afraid to tell his wife how much money he spent. So I said, playing Wheel of Fortune. I said, 500 more, 750 more. I go, I go up to 1100, right? 
He goes, let me just set, let me send you a picture of what I bought. You know that you know great Sheriff Grady Judd here in Florida. He's the one over on your side. I mean, uh, is he Polk yeah, County? Yeah, he's right? in like Polk County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like whenever he'd make like a bust, he'd have like that table with like you know hundred thousand dollars cash, all the, the guns, the drugs, all the guns and stuff, yeah. right? I swear to God, that's what this table looked like. He had Gary, bed, what, right? What it was you say like bed. twenty shirts. Yeah, he had that. He had like five pullovers, eight polos, hats, the stupid gnome, which I don't understand. That. Oh, I got the gnome too. I got. Uh, the... What's the story behind the gnome? Why is so... that like? The gnome is the gnome was started back in 2017 or 22, whatever it was. It just was like a thing they threw out there, like 50 bucks, 55 dollars, and they just they've kind of took off. My wife and I, we have three of them, and I got a mini one behind me, but they sell out like within like like minutes of when they put them on, oh, really? on display. So, so they, it's like you, Disney; they just create this ridiculous demand for it. I mean, they they have a lot, but people like buy them all up, and now they sell them on eBay. So, I mean, I, we've got three. I got this year's. I got the one during Christmas where the gnome is wearing like a, a sweater because they played it in November. Oh, right. And then I got another one. And they're just, they're different. And uh, the one, the mini one I have behind me is, uh, he looks like a caddy. So, but they're like 55 bucks a piece. So, but people just buy them up and they resell them for like two, $300 online. By the way, those golf shirts were 89 bucks a piece, the cheap ones. Those mm-hmm. pullovers were 155 a piece. Mm-hmm. So, just let you know, crazy. So yeah, so what did what was his bill? It was almost three thousand, right? That he spent twenty. There? I think it was twenty one. We confirmed it at twenty one hundred. That's that's impressive. And that was just for him. He wasn't even buying for other people. That was just. I think he did buy stuff. it for other buy stuff oh, for other right. people, but I would be very nervous because it would be hard for me not to buy stuff in there. You really have to have discipline in there. It's like, I mean, yeah, but how like, do you? If that's like your once a, your lifetime, how do you like you can have discipline because you're going back next year? Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. Like Gary and I, we're screwed. I mean, you just have to be like, try to get like one of everything, I guess, right? A t shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a golf shirt, a hat. It's like the casino. You have to like leave your ATM card at home and only bring like $500 in cash and just well, figure it out. The best part is that you could ship the stuff home. So yes, like he told me that there's yeah. like a FedEx store, right? Yeah, so you, that's that's you, real bad. UPS is right on site. So I actually ended yeah. up shipping my stuff, even though I, I drove because it was pouring rain on Saturday. So I didn't want my stuff to get ruined. And the bag check like fills up like within the first hour of the day. So it cost me 53 bucks to ship all of my stuff. And this was my wife's crap, too. So she bought stuff for her colleagues and her late ladies she works with and stuff. But it all fit in the small box and they shipped at UPS. I got like three days later. So. I mean, they got to figure it out there. They know they do. It's a, it, it is one. It is one of the best run sporting events in the world. Like it's it's like seamless, like better than the Super Bowl. It's got to be because they just there's no hiccups. There's no visual hiccups at all. As long as you don't have a pine tree fall on you, everything is pretty Except good. That, yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. But yeah, seriously, if you guys want anything next year, I always get for everybody. Always calls me. I'm like, all right. So. So we can just put in the Joe Quat. Put in the order, man. I'll, I will go and it'll be <laughs> shipped to you. Send it to his Venmo and we'll be shipped right up, right to the house. I think I want one of those guys. The gnomes? Yeah. Well, That's very one nerdy. Ones. They're yeah. just intriguing now. Yeah. It's not good to start a collection of something like that. I almost want to go grab it just to show you guys real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. Do All it. right, grab it during the break. I'm going to take the break and you can right. uh, show us after the break. All right.
are back for break. Episode number 473 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. And this week we are going to be talking DVC news. Joe has his Santa gnome with the uh, masters on his Christmas hat and a very nerdy sweater. Love it. Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. The caddy's good. Those are very nerdy. Oh, but there's more. But there's more. That's this year's. And then. That's oh, that's the, the full bib. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. I like the caddy one. That's very good. Yeah. They have one with like the pimento cheese sandwich, the gnome holding like the cheese sandwich. I might. Yeah, he's holding it. He's holding it right here. Oh, that is the sandwich. All right. Yeah. There you go. And that's that. actually. That's so nerdy. It's very nerdy. I got the pimento cheese sandwich t-shirt on right now. Jeez. So. <laughs> that's so what Gary would wear. Oh so yeah, it's got absolutely. the Masters logo in the front. It just says, and it has pimento sandwich. See, turn, let me see that. This is great for an audio podcast. Pimento cheese. You want that shirt? That's ridiculous. You? Yeah, that's that's going on the order for next year. That is so you right there. Right now, maybe forty or fifty. Who knows how much that T-shirt is? No, this was a uh, thirty thirty-one bucks. Right there, thirty oh, bucks. That's yeah. nothing. We're that's so tough. used to Disney prices. That's not now, right? That's true. That's right in line with the Disney prices at the gift shops. Well, Phil, since you were really involved in that last conversation, we'll try to get you on board here. I'm just DVC. here for the ride. Not you're not a golf guy, huh? I run a boat business. I don't have time to golf. <laughs> you can't have two expensive vices: golf or boating. That's it. So we got a. There's a lot of DVC news that came out in the last week or so. I mean, this is uh, an emergency Dave Portnoy meeting right here because we were just going to do our part two of our right. DVC University, and then too much news. We can't do. Too we much gotta, happening. We got to put class off for another month, and we have to talk news. So obviously, there's a lot going on. The biggest one, I think, uh, is the villas at Disneyland. A lot of news coming out of there. They released the point chart. Um, they released the day when they're going to start selling points the price per point the controversial transient tax and also the maintenance fees so i guess we could just start right with all the disneyland the disneyland stuff um is anyone else surprised at the price point i seem to be in the minority what what were you thinking when you saw that i was lower than i thought it was was exactly what i thought i thought people are yeah, people are online screaming about the price point. If there was any property that could get that and more, I expected it to be higher. It's because what's the direct price for the Grand Cal- like Grand California resales around two thirty a point right now, isn't yeah. it? I know there's no availability at the Grand California direct or very limited anyway. Um, yeah, the two thirty a point was low, and I also thought the point chart was very relatively low. low or in I line. Thought it was low. Which surprised me as well because it seemed like they were trending a little higher. Like some of the older properties have lower charts because that's just how they set it up initially. And then the newer properties seem to have, you know, higher point per nights. But Riviera. Yeah. But the, the Disneyland villa, the villas at Disneyland Tower, I believe is the, or at the Disneyland Hotel, they're opening the price at 230 per point. With a fifty-point uh, minimum, if you're a member, as an which add-on. is also new, yes, they the minimums. Yeah, because it was you can get a hundred as a first time now as a minimum. It doesn't get you the blue card, but you could buy a hundred. 
That's such a tease, by the way. I said that on an uh, episode of Split Stays. I was like, yeah, it gets you into the lobby, but not up into the resort. It's just like, oh, you let you in, but you don't get any of the benefits with it, though. The 100 does. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, buying a 100 direct brand new. If you're not going to get the benefits, like there's no there's. I mean, there's still a couple of reasons, obviously, because you know what that that is. No resale restrictions. It's the first taste. It's like the drug dealer giving you. You got it. It's the first fix. Yeah, it's the first fix. Oh, this is great. I need some more points. Right. At that point, you're just not that far away from a blue card direct. So it keeps you out of the resale market for your second contract. Yeah. And and also, I assume that you don't have the restrictions. Like if you buy 100 points at the Grand Floridian, you can still stay at the Riviera. If you're buying the hundred direct, even though you don't have your blue card, you don't have the resale restrictions on the points, like where you can't book Riviera and things like that. Have so, you guys have you guys noticed we're 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 in a lot of the same groups online? Have you guys noticed there is a lot more? I don't want to say complaining, but a lot more people exerting their displeasure with not having the blue card with the benefits, especially with annual passes coming back, some of the different offerings that are out there. There seems to be more and more people that are. are not happy they bought resale and they want that blue card have you guys maybe i i've I've noticed that there's been an uptick in displeasure online in the last week and a half for sure since annual passes came well the annual pass thing that's a big benefit because you could buy that cheaper pass so you could save if you have a family of four you can save what 1200 bucks a year basically give or take off your annual passes doing it that way so that adds up pretty quick um if you're buying annual passes anyway and that sorcerer passes three or four hundred dollars less, whatever it is, than the uh, whatever the incredible pass you is get that what they call the other one. I don't, yeah, you get spoiled. You know, we've been going to Walt Disney World for years, we've had annual passes, we never let ours expire. We've had what used to be the gold family of four. I'll tell you, I, I, I had to buy those tickets for Disneyland in a couple of weeks and I damn near choked. You just get so used to having that AP there that you pay for it's money, it's gone, it's spent. See you later, and all of a sudden. You got twenty three hundred and tickets to go to Disneyland for a week. Yeah, so, that's that's a lot. If I could just jump in, just to add on what Phil saying, I'm we're doing for for DDP today. We're doing a, a a show kind of trip out to Disneyland this summer, and five four nights for so five nights five nights in Paradise Pier, uh, with two day park hoppers for me and my wife was like thirty five hundred. I am not used to paying that amount of money because I'm so used to DVC. It's already been paid for. I pay my thousand dollars a year in dues. I got my APs. I am not used to paying that much money for a Disney trip. This is like You're going out to Paradise me. Pier. Watch Peter's video from a few years ago. He loses his mind on that place. Well, we just found out too, the pool is still not done. So it's still under construction and there's no discounts still. So it's kind of like, we're just kind of kind of suck it up. And what did it come out to like 500 bucks a night? Some might. I mean, well, we got the tickets. If you're going for a week, then that would come out. That would be 35 just in the room, so probably less. But still, that's it's something I'm definitely not for quote value. Yeah, yeah. Back to what Joe said before the show started. You just you get spoiled. It's still such a good value by the time you pay it off. You you just get used to that money being gone. It's disappeared. It's paid for, and your vacation's just there. And all of a sudden, you get to go to a different park and get different tickets. Boy, does that hurt. Yeah, and back to the annual passes, too, just to touch on it a little bit with that benefit of the blue card. Um, there would be a huge, I feel like for me at least, there would be a big benefit if you could do monthly payments like Florida residents with the DVC, which they still don't allow for out of state, even as the 
which I'm not like a blue card member, you get the discount, but you still have to pay it all up front, right, Phil? Yep. Like that would be a huge. That'd be something I would consider. Like I'm not considering it at all right now. Obviously. Yeah, but but you could just say you know I got a hundred in annual dues and and one fifty in annual passes, so I got two hundred fifty dollar payment that's going to cover all my vacations now for the next. Right, as opposed to dropping you know five grand for four annual passes once a year or whatever it is that that's harder to swallow. Or even every time you go, like you and your wife go, you're not going to go to the parks, but if you bring the kids, you might do a resort only stay and then do a stay where you go to the parks. Right. Exactly. And then you, you know, eight hundred, $1,500 out of pocket just for a four night, four day pass. Yeah. I think the yeah. thing they realize too, is when you've got an annual pass, especially as a DVC member and you've got those points, it makes it so easy just to book a trip mm-hmm. and you show up and it's food and it's merch and it's everything else that goes with it. But it, we think nothing to just doing a two or three day trip just because we could get the points are there. The annual passes are there. It's easy. And it got us in the park spending money. And I think if you look at the, the attendance, the rumored attendance rates lately, they're down a little bit. I think they wanted those people back. Yeah, obviously they bring them back for a reason. And now they're making like scarcity out of them. Like saying you might not be able to get it. So, maybe people are just going to make emotional decisions and just grab it and take it. Even if they aren't sure that they want it or it's, you know, it's like, you better get it. Cause they might sell out you know, that kind of thing where it, if you don't do it now, it's like the old river day tiempo where they're just chasing you through each screen, trying to get you to buy the passes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But let's get into this uh, point chart. I think that's, I, I don't know. As a new new member, the point charts fascinate me. I love looking at it and breaking them down. I don't know if that ever goes away over time. Just like figuring out bang for the buck and what you know what's good here, what's good there. But this point chart for the uh, the villas at Disneyland Hotel, they have a duo studio, so that's got to be similar to that uh, resort studio at Riviera. It only sleeps two. Yep, probably just got to. Pull down Murphy bed. Um, they have different uh, travel periods than the Walt Disney World ones. So their lowest point period is January, uh, January 1st through 31st. I'm looking at uh, 2024 just because it has the whole year where the 2023 points don't start until September because um, that's when they're you're first able to book with points there. So January, you can get a duo studio standard view for as low as 10 points per night that's pretty good and the preferred view is only one point more per night um in that duo studio again that's january 10 uh, 10 points it goes all the way up to 22 in their highest period per night which is march 24th through 31st november 26th through 29th and december 18th through 31st so basically holiday periods 22 for weekday, 25 for weekend for a duo studio. That's pretty high for just the two. Um, the deluxe studios are not that much more. Um, anywhere from three to six points more per night. So it starts at 13 in January for a standard view up to 15 for a preferred view. That's during the week, 16 on the weekends. Um, all the way up to 28 and 31. And this is just a traditional deluxe studio sleeps up to four. Um, the one bedroom villas are 
30 up to 54 per night uh, or 62 at the highest on the weekends during the holiday periods, which again, doesn't seem too out of whack. Like for January, getting it for 30 a night, that's not too bad for a one bedroom. No, it's right in line with Riviera. I'm comparing the two right now and they're, they're within three or four points in either direction for almost every category. They're very close. And then, uh, the two-bedroom villa starts at 43 all the way up to 92 per night. Those grand villas that sleep up to 12, we have uh, they start at 94 all the way up to 200 points per night. So there's only two, there's only two of them though. Yeah, that's isn't it. that crazy? <laughs> so uh, well, I'm looking right. at the amount. Yeah. yeah, there's only two of them. I think there's a total of like 340 rooms across all categories at the at the tower. And then these garden rooms, which are duo studios and deluxe studios, I don't know what the difference is, except they're more points. So I guess better view, I suppose. I don't know what. So, Gary, the description on dvchelp.com says there's eight, uh, 342 rooms in a main building, mm-hmm. eight garden rooms that are next to the pool deck. So oh, okay. So it's like yeah. a pool view then, basically. Yeah. So there's not many of them, but they're more points. Uh, starts at 12 for a duo studio all the way up to 30. And the deluxe studio starts at 19 all the way up to 41. That's a big difference, though, going from a high of uh, 34 for a deluxe studio all the way up to 41. That's a big point difference to be closer to the pool, I guess, if that's them. Unless they're bigger. That's the only other thing I could think of. But I don't know that they would be. They're very similar. But what do you think the point chart is it where you thought it would be less? It seems like some of those points are low, but then again, they have that sleeps two room, which kind of drags the averages down and makes it seem like maybe it's a better value than it is for those, those small broom closet rooms like in Riviera, you know, just that one Murphy bed. I assume it's going to be just like that. I haven't seen, seen the rooms, but I imagine it's similar. Just a Murphy bed and a bathroom and a microwave, basically. I don't know any thoughts on that. I mean, this is it's a small it's a small resort. I mean, it's small. I mean, and I think that those smaller rooms make the larger studios and the one bedroom look like a better value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not going to have they're not going to have any trouble selling this. I mean, first of all, this this resort is half the size of Grand California, which I didn't think Grand California was that big. But I guess doing a little bit of research, there's like 900 rooms. If that, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. But is Grand, Grand California all DVC or is it no only a tiny section? Yeah, only a tiny section. Okay, so that, that's what right. I thought. Yeah, they said 948 total, only 71 villas. So I guess there's only 71 rooms. Oh, okay. DVC, so there's right? a lot more DVC rooms then. Yeah, the but it's okay. still not. I mean, th- this is. This is going to be at capacity 100% of the time. Especially point comparison. I'm looking at Disneyland Tower versus Grand California, and it's it's not even close. And the point, you know, the price per point is a lot higher at Grand California, too. So if you buy in at the Disneyland Tower, I mean, you got, it's a little less per point, and the points go a little further. So it's definitely considered a better value than, the Grand Californian, but I think sure. Grand, Grand Californian, I think, is a better property. Yeah, you got your overall entrance, absolutely, and and you have balconies. Disneyland Hotel doesn't have balconies. That's huge for me. 
Oh, there's no balconies at all, even in the DVCs. I didn't realize that. But that said, I mean, I know what we're paying for that one bedroom in a couple of weeks at Grand Californian. I would be sorely tempted just for the point value to move over to Disneyland Hotel if it were an option. It, it, it's a significant point savings looking at the charts. Well, yeah. And plus, if you're doing like a Disneyland trip where you're going to be doing the parks a lot, you don't right, mind. I mean, you just, and you it's just not a place to lay your head, right? Well, no. But I mean, if you're if you want to save points, it's not like the Disneyland hotels of Motel 6, you know, across the street. It's still a nice resort. It's like the difference between. I mean, I don't know exactly, but like it's it would be like you saying, well, why would you want to stay at Old Key West where you could stay at Grand Floridian? Of course, Grand Floridian's nicer, but if you want to save the points, Old Key West isn't a bad option. It seems like it's kind of in that. I don't know if the points are that whack, though. Not huge, not that huge, but I guess that's what i'm saying though it's not like you're staying at a dump to save points it's right. still a nice nice property so i do see what you're saying and i just looked for six nights over at grand california and i'm in for 243 points in a couple of weeks that, that that's big points now you look at disneyland yeah. tower for you know I'd, I'd have to look and see what those would be it's going to be definitely sub 200 you know that's that, that's three nights over at old key west on a quick getaway that's yeah i mean you're vacation. looking at you're staying in a a two-bedroom, you said? One-bedroom, six nights, 243 points, first week of May. So in 2024, it would be 245 points for a week. So 33 and 40 per night, weekday and weekend. So for a one-bedroom. So it's pretty close. Man, I'm not used to spending that many points. I'm used to looking at 50, 80 yeah, I'm we're staying. used to you know a week at Poly, you know ten days, you know over at Boulder Ridge or Boardwalk. This was a once every five years trip, and I had a bunch of points banked that we just decided we were going to do it before the kids were too old to sneak that second vacation. Yeah. So speaking of uh, the Disneyland, everything going on there, we talked about the the maintenance fees. Or the annual dues, as if you will, being nine oh six per point. The initial price point at two thirty. Um, that nine oh six is pretty high compared to some of the Florida ones, at least. But the uh, the new thing that's kind of controversial is the uh, two dollar and seventy three cent per point transient occupancy tax that they're charging. And this is a first for the DVC, at least outside of Olani, which you said. Before we started recording, the Olani one is charged by Maui, not by Disney or however. Yeah, I don't... It's, a, it's a goofy tax. I've read about it a few times, um, but it's it's small compared to this Disneyland tower. Oh, I thought it was around the same. I thought you said it was around two bucks a point, the one in Olani. No, I think who who said that? I thought you want to step on it. Who, me? I thought back in the day, not today. No, like I thought when I we think talked, it's about... actually a qu- I think it's almost like fifty cents. Oh, okay. Because like I was looking, and it was going to be about twelve dollars a night. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I and I could, but it was it's a lot cheaper. I think it's a, actually twenty five percent of what it might be fifty cents a point. But I got gotcha. you. But that's quite a. I mean, especially with those charts, if you're doing a few hundred points to stay and then all of a sudden you got to drop another 500 bucks i mean it's it's not a huge chunk of change but 
it adds to the overall equation, especially if you buy in there with the intent to use those points all the time. Now your maintenance fees are basically $12 a point at this, at this point, if you want to think of it that way, anytime you if you're staying point. there. Yeah. And I imagine most people that are going to buy in are going to want to use most of their points at that. Yeah. Because most of the people, Cal- most of the people who stay there are California residents anyways, or right. West coast, you know, Seattle and, yeah, it's going to be pretty much more... Mississippi West. Yeah, you would buy five twenty-seven a point for Polly. That that's big. Is that what it is? Yeah, I just they just did the math real quick. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Yeah. So, what do you hey, think about the? Uh... Hey, Gary. So, in, yeah. in regards to this transient tax, I I thought it was just something that Florida didn't charge, but according to DVC resale market. They said at Walt Disney World, guests pay a 6% transient tax. That's part of a general tax of 12.5% that guests pay at most Walt Disney World resorts. The all-star resorts charge 13.5% for reasons too arcane to discuss. Here. Yeah, I read that same I read that same piece actually so, today. I don't know if that's because they, they sit in a different county. The all-stars, they sit in Osceola County and not Orange. I mean, that could be it. That's but, probably part, yeah. But yeah, but there is there is something that they do we do pay in they maybe just roll it in somewhere into our dues, but Anaheim charges 15%. Right. So and they said, I guess, and and Mike, I'm sure you saw the same article. I guess right. there's been a lot of lackadaisical <laughs> people. I guess hotels were not collecting this, and I think they're starting to crack down on it. And I heard like Anaheim was cracking down on it. Because didn't the article say that this is basically a tax to stick it to guys like Gary and Newfield Jr.? That's so that much. they can pay, pay for it's got their picture on it. We, which I'm totally on board with. I'm totally fine with soaking those guys. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. You guys remember when they were supposed to build this new property at downtown Disney in Anaheim and the city government got they Disney and Anaheim got into like a big tizzy and the run Disney races stopped and they were not on good terms with the city. I would not be surprised when this project was restarted. I have no, I have no information about this, but that this was brought up about like, yeah, you're going to charge us and you're going to collect this tax for us. Okay, we'll do it. Like I bet guarantee this was something that was brought up. Like you're going to do this if you're going to build this. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because now run Disney races are back now in Anaheim. Everything is all happy go lucky out in California again. So just, just my two cents. I don't know if I'm correct, but it's just interesting that, I guess because as DVC, we're technically, it's a condo or you're owners of it. Right. Whereas if you're staying at All-Stars, it's st- it's just a hotel room. So then they charge us transient tax. And maybe because Disneyland Hotel was already built as a hotel and they're converting it, they're still considering them hotel rooms and not a condo association or some kind of convoluted thing with California going on. But I guess it seems like, I had a question before. Is there a chance that this could come to future properties in Florida? But it sounds like that's less likely. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they could start charging it to the existing contracts. I'm pretty sure no. certain they can't. But on new ones, is this something they could say, hey, it's, you know, we're doing it out here. Maybe we do it here. But I don't think Disney wants to be doing it. It's just, no, they're acting as tax collectors at this point. It's not like they're keeping the three bucks a point. It's going right to, whether it's the city or the state or whoever. There's so much timeshare in Florida, though, that, like, compared to, I'm sure, California, that they would not want, like, they wouldn't do because nobody else is doing it. It would be a They'd bad get a strong yeah. lobby. Yeah. That's a good point. And, I mean, I, 
I kind of like the way that they did it instead of moving them into your regular dues. So like if you own a Disneyland, like instead of spend instead of it costing you eleven dollars a point for your annual dues, you're still only paying nine plus whenever you stay there. So right, like because when I go and stay there, we're now paying that tax. Yeah, and if uh, if you rent the points, you know those people are paying it. I don't know if that goes to the person that makes the reservation or the person who checks in too. I wonder. Probably the person who makes the reservation because they probably can't charge you because if you're not staying there, you're not being transient at that property. So how can they charge you if you're not somewhere not using it? It's got to go yeah. in your room bill. Yeah, I guess I, I wonder how that works. I think I did that in Alani. I think that when we checked out of Alani, there was that tax. And they actually were very good about explaining it, I believe, when we checked in. They're like, oh, there's going to be this. Right. Okay. What are you going to say? You just got there. You're happy to be happy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You turn around, forget it. You can go go home. home. Yeah. The ocean's gorgeous. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Trust me, what everything costs out there, that's nothing. So current DVC members can buy in starting May 2nd. And then to all others on May thirtieth. It's not going to make it to May thirtieth. <laughs> you don't. You think it's going to sell out that quick? Is there that I, much demand right now, even with the economy kind of being in question? Just because I think I think we've seen California. Disney, I think we see Disney fans. They, they listen. Everybody says, "Oh, the the economy and people are going to stop going." And there are people who have not. Oh, have stopped going. But the parks are still packed. Disneyland is still packed. And there are people, Disney fans, hardcore Disney fans will always find a way to make it happen. Right, like but the, the the ones out here aren't sold out. Like Riviera didn't sell it. They're still trying. I'm, and I'm not comparing think, them because it's different because it's California. And I understand that the inventory is an issue out there. So it I think there's more. more money out there, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, because, I think it's a different demand than the Florida ones. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That's why yeah. I think it'll. That's why I think it'll go pretty quickly. I kind of agree with you. I just, I was just trying to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit and just say, do you guys also think that so quick, because Disneyland's on the West Coast, that and I don't know, I'd be really interested to see the numbers on this, but do you think that the Asia market, even though there's parks in Asia, that like because I remember going to Alani, that like Hawaii is a huge vacation spot for people in Japan and South Korea and all that kind of stuff. I wonder if that plays into, even though they have parks in Asia, does that filter into Disneyland? Like the hardcore Disney fans that live in, you know, Japan, you know, Tokyo. I Disneyland. think so. I think yeah. that, I think that Disneyland draws a different market. Don't you? Absolutely. It's a lot more local. Too. No, but I think than- like Joe was saying, like drawing from the Tokyo's. Yeah, where where Walt Disney World's international or South America and Europe, the Disneyland International are probably more Asia, Australia kind of travel when you get those international people in. I could see that. That definitely makes sense. I think there's going to be a couple of factors that play in here. Number one, Disneyland is, is in this new renaissance over the last five to ten years. Disneyland has gotten hot again. People want to go to Disneyland. Disney has done well at trying to focus that park away from being a locals park. I mean, I've got family out there, and they feel like they're being totally marginalized. They want travelers. They want visitors. I think Disney is great at selling demand. Right, We talked about that before we started. They're very good at making you want something you had no idea you always wanted, and they've hyped this up. I think that 
you've seen Grand Californian contracts being just snapped up for huge money. Everybody yeah. wants to get out there. You've still got, but I think they've still got some Olani points outstanding. Riviera is still out there. I think Disneyland Tower is going to be the fastest selling property they've ever had. You think people would actually, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if you see people pull their money together or use this literally as an investment, buy it and rent out your points. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I think you're absolutely right because there's so few rooms out there. I mean, I own a Disneyland contract. I rent it out every year and I make triple what I owe on it. I said, I always said I wasn't going to walk. I hated walking. If I wanted it to Grand California and I walked for six weeks. And I'll just come right out and say that it was the only way to get that reservation, period. Now you're going to open up more rooms. You could rent those out all day long. What is the rental? Like, I never look at that. I know rentals in Florida are kind of flat across the board, like price-wise per point. Yeah, what do they get, like $17, $18 a point? It depends. If you're... Outside of the seven month window, and it's at certain resorts, I think it's like up to 20 or 22. But yeah, inside that seven month window, a lot of times it can be, I want to say it was like 18 a point when I rented last year for Animal Kingdom. It was inside seven months. But what is the rent? I haven't looked. So I'm just asking if you guys have what's the like rental prices that you can get at like Grand Cal right now? So right now I'm just I randomly pulled up dvcrentalstore.com. Not, I'm not we're not plugging anybody. I'm just these are the sites I'm using. And for an example, August of this summer for two nights, uh, one bedroom standard for two nights, it's renting for twenty nine hundred for two nights. If you wanted a grand villa at the Grand Californian over um, five nights, uh, end of September through over Halloween, seven thousand dollars. For five nights. David's is showing 21 to 23 a night for Grand Californian, May, July, December. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I've only got seven uh, reservations that you could rent on this site. Seven. That's it. Like, I'm, I wasn't even, like, narrowing down the scope. I right. just put Grand California, click search. Yeah, five at David's. It, this it, is it's an, in demand. Maybe this is yeah. a investment opportunity for the four of us. <laughs> Just thinking that, like we were just talking about needing to park some money. They always say DVC isn't an investment. This might be the closest. Somebody somebody get a contract together here. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's very interesting. But any other final thoughts on Disneyland before we move on to? Would that uh, transient tax deter you from buying? No, No. it wouldn't for me. If I want to go, I want to go. Either I can afford it or I can't. Because you don't think about I mean, you think about it because they're publicizing it. But even if it's if you do it all out like Phil's doing 200. Yeah, but spo- I'm saying suppose that's your home resort. Suppose you're at Saratoga. Now you got to spend $40 every for a night every time you go. Is that deterring you? If they just all of a sudden. No, because I, I would just consider it part of my dues. And so it's, it's, an, it's annoying. Yeah, I have I'd... a problem though because like I just love seeing that zero dot zero zero after I check out, and I think I'd have a problem having to spend two three hundred bucks every time I went. Yeah, but I, I'd I'd rather have it just rolled in because then it's just gone and you pay for it. But if you just think of it, the price to get at the 
Disneyland Towers, $13 a point. Maintenance fees, it's just what it is. I think to me it's just a built-in cost. If I want a vacation there, that's just the price I've got to pay. Yeah, and like you said, it's more than Olani, but it's kind of the same thing. You just kind of, it's part of it. Mike, you know what it kind of it's like, and it kind of annoys me, is you and I both belong to golf courses. It's like when you pay the membership fee, and then they charge me the cart fee every time I go out. Oh, oh, you want to hear something even better? Yeah. We're one of the only clubs in like the entire country that does this. I'm at a walking course, okay? Because so, it's a it's an old Donald Ross course, you know, like you'd see up all over the Northeast. They charge us to walk. That's ridiculous. How ridiculous is that? That's pretty bad. Yeah, we we get we get whacked, and it's half the cart fee. So the cart fee is twenty seven dollars. I'm getting whacked thirteen fifty to walk. I feel now, like in you, an argument, you, I can at least say that you had you know that there's a lease on carts and. There's maintenance and the cart guys have to clean them. But for me to use my push cart. Yeah. yeah the carts cost money. I understand why they charge for that. But I see what Joe is saying. Like when you like, if you, if you're at a club, it would, even if you just raise dues a little bit, just charge me whatever and let me play golf. Yeah. But you have to pay Joe, you have your own cart and you have to pay to use your own cart when you play. Yeah, right? I pay a, I pay a trail pay fee. trail fee though. Right. So, but, but I just come and go now as I please, but it's, it's the same thing. It's kind of like Gary, my trail fee would be like, you just, I roll it into my dues every year. So I don't, you, you can't have it where you got to do the math. It's just like, okay, this is what it is. I'm rolling it in. It's fine. But at the same time, it's like what Mike says, where, it's like I like seeing zero zeros every month on my my dues statement for my club because it's like I already paid for it. I'm not seeing like cart fee, cart fee, cart fee, you know, or yeah. in this case, walking fee. <laughs> no, but see that I'd be more likely to not join a course that has walking fees than to not I've buy never Disneyland heard of Tower for a transient tax fee. Well, I'll tell you guys, you guys come out to my place, all of you guys, I will take care of your cart fees. <laughs> there <laughs> so, we go. Love it. You'll have a zero zero balance. All right. All right, let's talk about new Phil Jr.'s favorite where he's going to buy his next contract is at the Fort Wilderness uh, cabins as they have announced that uh, DVC is going to take on the refurb of the cabins at the uh, Fort Wilderness campground, and they're going to turn them into the next uh, Disney Vacation Club property at Walt Disney World. Um, They will be rebuilt and refreshed as hideaways, they're calling them. It's going to be part of the overall refurbishment of the property. And it's scheduled to open in 2024. I don't know, like probably late 2024, I would imagine. That'll be right on top of Polly. Yeah. But the uh, the concept art is very different. It's like, it looks like they're just going to build brand new on the on the lots because it doesn't look like there's a lot they're going to reuse from those uh, the current cabins. They look interesting. Uh, the concept art does. I'll be very interested to see what they look like when they open. I I like it. I know not everyone feels the same way for different reasons. So I'm going to kind of give uh, Phil the floor here on why you're not a fan. That's <laughs> why we well, brought you on. We want to know what, what you don't like. And then I think, well, Mike, you have a counterpoint to it, don't you? Mike's all on board here. I mean, first of all, congratulations to those who wanted – a DVC moderate, you have gotten your wish <laughs> that that's just my first thought on that. Uh, it's just a hard pass for me. I mean, I don't have a problem with the concept art. I, 
I'm not. I, I always say camping to me is just spending money to pretend you're homeless. I have no desire to be in the campground. I have no desire to be on that bus loop. I have no desire to be stuffed down there. Um, I, I'd be very curious to see what the points are going to cost and what the point chart is going to look like. I think there's a little bit of concern that you're going to have some more points flooding the market that might be competing for other seven months. I think for those who like the concept, look, I, by all means, you do you, but you will not catch me anywhere near those cabins. I don't even like sharing a bus when we have to go to Epcot from Wilderness Lodge. I'm just, I'm all set. Now, I I do like that they're standalone. I mean, I bet I would, who knows, but I would think they'd be along the lines of the Treehouse Villas and like points anyway per night because no. they're going to be very similar to that, I, I would think. But who knows? Because it's going to be brand new. They might be. Different. You think they're going to be cabins, Mike? You're shaking your head. No, I think they're going to be cheaper. Because I'm just looking at cash stays. I use, I'd pay four to five hundred dollars at the cabins. I think to stay at the tree houses, you're looking at two grand, right? Yeah, it was the three nights that I'm staying there. When I did rack rate, it was like seven thousand dollars. <sighs> wow, for that those hurts. three nights. Yeah. I think the uh, popularity is going to be equivalent to the tree houses because DVC people are not like we've all been in Fort wilderness. I've had friends who've taken their motor coaches into Fort wilderness. I mean, beautiful motor coaches. Fort wilderness is its own vibe. It's its own community. I just don't see how this fits in there. I I don't see DVC people as being like, it takes effort to get through the loops in there. It's not easy. People complain about like taking buses inside Oak Key West and Saratoga Springs. This is a completely different experience. I think they'll be cool. I don't think the design kind of goes with Fort Wilderness, right? I think there'll be people who will like it, but it's, I think it's going to be one of those things that come out. It's going to be popular at first and then there's going to be availability for it. I just, people I just are going to love it or hate it. I don't see anyone in between. It's gonna, yeah. These. It's going to be a very niche, sure. very niche market. It may be something, you know, what it'll be great. You want to go there during Halloween to Christmas when everybody's got their decorating all the campsites, you could run a, a golf cart. That'll be a great time to be at those cabins. You want to be there in July? I don't think so. I mean, granted, they're going to be air conditioned, right? And all that stuff, but walking through, nobody wants to be outside in the woods in July. It's hot. So I don't know. But I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm representative of every DVC member, right? But the whole selling point of DVC, the thing I love, right? I go in, I get deluxe accommodations, I get fantastic restaurants. I get, for the most part, good access to the parks. I get fantastic pools. I get deluxe accommodations. I've been to Fort Wilderness, right? So Trails End is closing. So now you've got Hoop to do review. You've got a couple of, yeah, grab and go quick service. I don't know what they're going to do for a pool. You don't have any really great direct access to the park. Man, I've shared that bus coming out of Copper Creek through the campground. It took seven and a half days to get to Epcot. (laughs) It was was egregiously long. I, I just this is going to be a very niche market if you like fort wilderness and you've got memories there and nostalgia and you want to take your pet and you like the idea great but the way that they have sold dvc and the way they've marketed dvc for years and cultivated this little fandom that we've got i just don't see your average typical dvc member jumping on board with this it's just a totally different concept it's a it's a totally different feel you know you're not going to put polly and bay lake tower and copper creek and get those same people to go over to a cabin on a regular basis i just don't see it my question is 
is it going to be its own association with just 50 cabins or whatever it is? And it has to be, I think. What are you going to group contract? it in with? It's going to be a Boulder Ridge. It's going to be 300. Three change, cabins. 350. Oh, whatever. Well, I was, I didn't that's know. It's a lot, man. It's a lot of cabins. Yeah. That's what they have now, or are they building more? I, I don't think they have that many. I think they're building more. These, they, they kind of look like shipping containers a little bit. Like they're, yeah. like, they're, like they're prefabbed. I wouldn't be surprised if these are prefabbed and brought in. I would maybe not be surprised. Yeah, maybe that's why it's going to be so quick. They can turn them around real quick. I mean, look at the concept art. I don't see Copper Creek cabins. I don't see, I mean, I see these little tiny pre-made structures that they can put in that they'll pretty up. But I, I think if people are expecting the poly bungalow and the Copper Creek cabins, they're going to be disappointed. That's not what this concept is. Now, do you think it's nice. this is kind of them dipping their toe into getting different clientele to buy into DVC? I think they moved no. those cabins from deluxe yeah. to moderate about six or seven years ago. They're desperately in need of work. DVC is an easy market. and Disney can get someone to pay to refurb them and rebuild them. Why not? Yeah. That's pretty much it. You take the money up front, sell ahead yeah. of time. And... Yeah, I mean, if they had to refurb 350 cabins or whatever they have existing right now and, and we're all just going to prepay to do it then why the hell not right i think it's interesting though what you say phil is that you know the the typical dvc member is not going to be super interested in it and i think the people that would be interested potentially are the people that aren't even gonna be able to do it which is the resale because if it's a new association and there's resale restrictions on it the the non-blue card people the cheapos like me who would be like oh i'll try it i'd like to check it out i won't even have a chance whereas the blue card people like you wouldn't be caught dead in the in those cabins it's just it's not my vibe plain and simple all respect to people that like it and look let's be honest there are motor coaches that roll into fort wilderness that are worth five times what my house is so there's plenty of money over there this is not a financial issue it's just it's a different vibe i don't go to disney to go traipse my way through the loop to get some quick serve over by hoop to do it's just not what i'm in it for but the people that are bringing the motor coaches in aren't going to stay there either just because they have the money to do it they have all their money's in those motor coaches you know what i mean like those million dollar depends on what your price per point is. I, I And I don't mean this condescendingly. I think this is as close as they've gotten so far to dipping their toe into a moderate feel for DVC. Yeah, and see what happens. With it. It'll be interesting to see what the price, the initial offering point is, what the points charts are going to look like, what they're going to sleep in those cabins, if they're going to be, you know, sleeps five or they try to make them sleep seven or eight and have it a three-bedroom. Doesn't look like it from the concept art, but you never no, know. No, they'll probably keep it the same as they have right now. They got the two bunk beds and the queen and the uh, yeah, either queen or well, a twin. I mean, if they're completely redoing them, they could have, right. in theory, they could do different size ones too. They could have two bedroom and three bedroom cabins. I mean, they love having different classes of rooms. There's not a whole, it'd be very unique to have a resort that only has one room type if they do it that way. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. They haven't released a whole lot of information yet on it. I know, but these, if these things are like prefab, they're close to being that. They could just order a whole bunch of them and be like, this is what it is. It's a cabin. It's, That's true. Sleeps five. Now, I will say this. If they, so I feel construction lately has been just bulldoze everything and like just stick something there. If they actually 
make these cabins to where they look like the tree houses where they're like sitting in the woods and it's very naturey. I may change my opinion of it, but I'm just kind of envisioning them just bulldozing areas and dropping these things in and making a mess and taking something that's like super pristine, something that's been open since 71 and kind of ruining it. That's why I'm very skeptical of, of this, but we'll see. Have you ever stayed there, Joe? I've been so I had a friend of mine uh, who stayed in a cabin there and I hung out with him for the day. I, I, I've checked out the cabins. They're actually really cool, mm -hmm. um, but I uh, didn't like never stayed there with my wife or anything like that. Now, we'll say if when these open and just say if there's something that Jen and I want to get away for the weekend and there's something available, I would try this as a local because I don't have to commit to a long vacation. Say, hey, let's try the cabins for a night because we do we vacation differently. So we right. go to dinner, and, that's, and that's the thing. So it wouldn't be a big right. deal. We got to like, and I would assume that the cabins would be. So when my buddy stayed there, Mike, you could drive your car kind of like Wilderness Lodge into the loops. Into the park. yeah. So at least you're not parking it out like out front. So that, that makes it a little bit easier to uh, get in and out. But I've never stayed. I've seen the cabins. They're really actually pretty cool. I just it seems like they're adding a lot more. I just think the crowd is this might not be the crowd for it, but we'll see. But this is I think Phil is right and, and Gary's right. This is the first chance of you guys are saying the the moderate lower point values giving people the taste. I mean so we'll I think see. you said it too. It's in how you vacation it. You know, if if I had the opportunity to go in there for two nights with mm -hmm. my own car where I could drive where I wanted to go on property, go get food, then that changes the equation significantly. But to come in as a family who's flying in, who's reliant upon Disney transportation, who's used to that deluxe feel and all the amenities, and the amenities are really in large part what's thrown me on this. It's just not my place to go. And it, it, it's one of the reasons we don't do the treehouse cabins. I think they're super cool, but you're stuffed way out on the end of property. And if you don't have a car, what are you going to do? Imagine yeah, if that, every country was open. Well, that no, was going to be a no-brainer. <laughs> that's my next question, though. Are they going to build like a DVC pool for this, or are they just going to give you that square pool that's over there already and just you know get in with all the tent camp? Like usually, they have a lot of the DVC ones have their dedicated pools if it's an add-on or something. I, I just wonder, but it doesn't sound like that's in the works or in the plans or anything like that building a restaurant none of that stuff is coming with it like that you would think right they may think about and i guess if they're going to do it differently and then you know in three or four years all of a sudden there's going to be you know a building at coronado springs that's dvc rooms and then you know this like you said might just be testing it out and if they could figure works. out the math i think they'd do it in a heartbeat so yeah. um Gary, they said in uh, an article here on DVC Fan, enhancements are also expected for the resort pool and walking trails. So I think they're just going to put a little bit of money into the existing pools, probably expand maybe the seating areas. I doubt they'll make the pools bigger, but maybe just expand like so there's more lounge chairs, but that's their answer to that. Yeah. Because if they built a brand new pool that was like, and I don't know, I'm not super familiar with the, the campground and the layout and where there's room and where there's not. But if they were able to build like a a kick-ass like beach club style pool that had like a lazy river and like a really unbelievable vibe to it, and that was part of the equation, all of a sudden you're like, all right, well, it's got one of the best pools on property that are part of this. And it's, you know, when you go there to get away and you're not doing the parks because you have the the horseback riding and the archery and all that other stuff that <clears throat> goes on at the campgrounds that, you know, people 
not like me enjoy doing, but there are people that actually like doing that stuff on vacation, whereas I wouldn't really want to, but an awesome pool like that would go a long way. Like you but brought up beach like clubs. That. So if anybody at DVC is listening and you want my money and you want it tomorrow, refurb yacht club and make half of that DVC and I will be the first in line. <laughs> yacht club is awesome. I've I talked about that yacht resort. I, I just walked through it last week. It's, love it's, it. It's underrated, man. It's got oh such God. a cool vibe in there, yeah. and everybody's beach club, beach club. Oh, I get it's way it. better than beach club. No, I love yacht club is awesome, man. Way better than beach club. We've stayed both, and I'll take yacht club. I mean, every cash day, if, you know, if we're out of points and we're going cash day, it's yacht club, period. It's not even a question with our family. That was our first ever stay, actually. The, you know, the kids were little. I think my daughter was just turning two and my son wasn't even four yet. And we've stayed there a ton since then. I, I would buy into yacht club DVC literally tomorrow. Just take huh. my money. They could turn that whole resort. <laughs> into the DVC. only thing that's holding it up. And I've thought about it is they've got the convention center attached. And I think the convention center is what kills the concept for DVC over there, because then they've got to try and figure out how to bring those people in for the convention that would typically stay there. Well, they turn definitely the convention they... center into some villas. You'll be all set. Mm-hmm. They've definitely outgrown that space there. Jen and I had a, um, this maybe a month or two ago, we had a beaches and cream reservation and we pull into the lot and the guard at the shack was like, hey, you need to park over by the yacht club. They had like temporary tents out in the parking lots because the convention space overflowed into, the, like they didn't have enough room. Oh, wow. And like they, yeah, it was just, it was a mess. And so I think when these resorts, that resort was built in like what, the late 80s, at the mm. conventions have gotten so much bigger now. That they can't handle it, but yeah, it was uh, it was quite an experience of just trying to park to go to beaches and cream. But I think that that that's the knife in the heart of turning that into DVC is that convention center. Otherwise, gosh, that'd be great. That would be a great community hall. That convention center, <laughs> some pickleball courts in there and something like that. Who knows? Nice. Oh yeah, no doubt. Put your basketball court, your typical DVC amenities. Imagine all that indoors. Air conditioning, nice, basketball courts, and tennis courts. The NBA and stuff. bubble. That'd be a yeah. great armchair Imagineering session. It's just what could we do with Yacht Club in the convention center? There you go. We'll save that for another episode. Now, can I add something when we're, as we're talking about Fort Wilderness? Absolutely. Like when when Phil's talking about how he does DVC differently. Florida residents do it differently, too. We go up for a day or two at a time. And I've done... I've done the cabins three times now, and it was something that I had zero interest in doing until I did it around Christmas time. And I was able to bring my golden retriever up there. And I absolutely love that place. And I think it's a great product for Florida residents, for people who a have a dog. Like now it's a game changer because we don't have to pay our pet sitter to a hundred dollars a night and we can go on a whim and not have to text my pet sitter. Are you available at X, Y, Z date? We could just, I could find an opening this Saturday. Now, is there a chance that because DVC is going to own these, they're going to not? not. They already said it's going to be pet friendly. Okay, I wasn't sure just because of the like the cleaning fee. Obviously, you like having that zero balance, but they're going to have to have a pet cleaning fee and stuff built. Or they're probably just going to build it into your annual dues or whatever. They did say there would be specific units that would be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there would be a charge, whatever it is per night, which you would still, I think. You would still pay that. But like I do see to... Angry New Phil's Junior point because if if I didn't live in state, I would want to stay at all the deluxes and want to go to the parks. But 
Fort Wilderness just it's completely different, and it's a great option for for somebody who lives close to there. Yeah, I, I think having your car right there is a having huge your car is huge. So I I would agree with that part of it. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I do see both. I see both your points, and especially you know you and Joe being local, saying try it for a night or two. Whereas you know Phil and I are more gonna we're planning trips for a week and for a week at a time, right? Doing the parks, and, and I don't think like the that, cabins yeah. is really all that great for a week at a time. Yeah. So it's definitely different, and I agree with that. And I think, but that's the beauty of DVC in general is there's something for everybody. I something think. for everyone. All right. That being said, should we take our second break? Yep. All right. We'll be right back. back for break episode number 473 of the wdw beyond the gates podcast is in the books we talk some dvc news new phil jr joe quat with us this week any final thoughts or should we just uh bring it home pards what do you think we can bring it home we a little long today yeah you guys have anything uh you want to plug joe i know you you have like 33 podcasts yeah how many podcasts of... are you on no i'm just a part of a bunch of different little ones no man uh Again, DDP today, um, regular host over there. Uh, also, I have Split Stays, which is a uh, kind of a spinoff show on the DDP Today Network. Uh, I talk about uh, you know DVC news, Disney Resort news. We just recorded a show uh, with Tim Scott from ResortLoop.com, and then we talk about Disney's contemporary resort, a little history on it, a little bit of uh, what we like and we don't like about it. A lot of fun, and uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get you guys on a future show here. We'll talk one of your favorites. We'll be able to talk Port Wilderness. I don't know. There you Next go. episode of Split Stays. But yeah, DDP today and uh, Split Stays. Uh, check us out over there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Phil, you don't have anything to promote, do you? No, you, you make me follow Mr. Disney DVC there. Thanks for that and put me That's in my right. place. Sometimes it's better to stay under the radar. That's It's good. Just be angry, new Phil Jr. That's all you need to be. Well, I mean, that's I, we're listening the other day and you guys start talking about how Mike's winding me up on messenger and angry new Phil jr. And my kid's just in the backseat with this horrified look on his face. <laughs> you you let your kids you listen to this monstrosity. Oh, the older one does. All right. That's too bad. We have to be careful. I guess <laughs> that's funny for the record. I don't think you're that angry. I think I just like to, torture mike via messenger and he likes to torture me back it's good times i mean not yeah. as much as you two crap on each other but it's a good no times. no but that's we're family that's how it goes sometimes well it's funny when 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 joe was talking about like how we see 
all the comments in in these communities regarding like wanting a blue card and blah blah blah. All I saw was angry new Phil Jr. He was commenting on every single one about Fort Wilderness, and I'm like, oh, he is not happy about this Fort Wilderness thing right Here's now. Here's the thing, though, is he, like you get me in a venue like this, and I, I'm pretty accepting. Like I'm like, like, hey, if that's your thing, go for it. But it's just too easy to stir the pot in those places. It's just so that's what you look dying for. to get upset. Oh, absolutely. Are you new on Facebook? Because five years ago I was looking for a rise and then I'd wake up and see like 37 comments. I'm like, yeah, I guess I overdid it last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it's just too easy. I mean it, like if, if you're if you're looking to get upset and get triggered, just give me a call because I'll I'll jump right in there. Those groups are like are like fodder for you. It's great. You don't have a fake guy. I used to have a fake guy on Facebook. Oh, me and my buddy had so much fun. Doing oh, you had a burner movie. account is what you're saying. Yeah. I had a, yeah. <laughs> it was a cartoon guy. Oh, we used to just infiltrate so many groups. It was so much fun. <laughs> burn, I stay, I stay away from those groups, man. I don't understand some of these people. And ask these questions. I'm like, if you just use the search function, you could probably find <laughs> your answer. Do you know how many groups I've gotten thrown out of for just simply commenting Google it? Oh, you've gotten banned from groups? More than I can count. Just for saying like www.google.com? I got bounced out of a Disney group for asking someone if they were obtuse. And I, I swear, I think they thought I called them obese because obtuse was not bullying. But yeah. You was, can't say obese anymore. I said obtuse. I, I just yeah, think they can spell yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna end it with that. Fantastic. There's no, not that. I throw it out of groups. That's great. There's none so, of that in the uh, WDW Beyond the Gates family Facebook group, right? It's a great place, right? Oh, I'd love to throw Phil out of that group eventually. <laughs> that would <laughs> be fantastic. Me. Still on the messenger, just talking every day, but just kick you out of the group. I think guys, why'd you throw me out? Crickets. Didn't somebody <laughs> speaking of our speaking of our Facebook group? What is that one, Gary? Uh WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family. And somebody was asking about different YouTube channels. And I think Michael Bobichels com- talked about Tim Tracker. And I almost hit the comment button, but I'm like, I got to leave that one alone. <laughs> you I bit your you tongue. Going, you're, you're I bit my tongue. Favorite. I wanted to light Tim Tracker up, but no, I'm going <laughs> to leave that one alone. <laughs> just He's not fancy enough. No. I definitely recommend Nate. Anytime, if you want to watch YouTube, check out Nate. How I many hours have you burned this week watching Nate? I was what he's because he's in Paris and like that's intriguing because my wife wants to go to Paris. I've been to f- France just in general, the country just in general. And but I do want to go to Paris Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And he he's at like the Marvel Hotel, the New York, New York or whatever. He gets up. He goes. First of all, he goes floor by floor because each floor has different like characters. Oh, so he's okay. like, oh, the second floor, like Spider-Man. And then he goes, he go, he can't, like, this guy's insane, right? So he's wearing like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know who the guys, who are like some of the, like the Marvel guys? Iron Man. Thor. Iron Man. Yeah. So he gets, his third floor is Iron Man. He's got an Iron Man shirt. I don't even know what an Iron Man shirt is. But he goes up to his room and he's on the third floor and it's 3113. Just, I mean, it looks like the contemporary. Very simple, 3113. Ooh, even the room numbers are nice. I'm like, this guy's out of his mind. Like, it wasn't like it was 3D or there was lights underneath it. He, oh, even the watch, even the room. Like, who comments on room numbers? Oh, a doorbell. <laughs> hey, ring. Hey, Kristen, ring the doorbell. Mm-mm. Ooh, it's got a doorbell. 
And this is the guy you like. Oh, I love him. He is such. He is so solid. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of solid YouTube pages, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash at WDWBTG. We have a walk from the main lobby at Saratoga Springs to the Treehouse Villas that you just put out. Uh, your Amphicar videos out there. Some good content coming out of that uh, YouTube page recently. You can also follow us on social media at WDWBTG, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Website WDWBTG.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us ratings. We do appreciate it. You can email the show, info at WDWBTG.com, Mike at WDWBTG.com, and Gary at WDWBTG.com. Did I forget anything? Nope. All right. Phil, Joe, we appreciate you guys coming on. As always, we'll have you on for uh, Lesson 2 pretty soon. I know we have to have this emergency news session. I think it was good to get all this out there and talk about it. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the DVC world in the last week or two, so... Good to have the uh, the professors on here to help us sort all the information out. So we do appreciate it. But that's going to do it for episode number 473 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. For my co-host Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-O-Y.